Last week I had a drum beat. This week I have my boy Trav Black with payoff off his album Euphoria. Let's get it, bro. I am your host, Michael Farrell. Today is going to be a little bit different. Last episode was all UFC 226. Today, I have one of my favorite people in the history of the world here with me, my buddy AJ Perez. I've known this guy since, God, 2010. Uh, deployed to Afghanistan together, showed me how to be an NCO, showed me what an NCO should look like most of the time um, when he wasn't fucking off with people. Yeah, what's up, everybody? So, it's been, God, almost seven years since we deployed to Afghanistan. Has it been that long? Fuck yeah, dude. Actually, it's been longer than that. 2011 Holy we deployed. Holy it's shit, It's almost yeah. 2019. Holy fuck, dude, yeah. So, Jeez. what have you been up to since getting out of the active duty army? Well, the, uh, so I came back to San Antonio, and uh, now I'm in the National Guard, so I'm with the Texas National Guard now out of San Antonio. It's actually pretty freaking cool, man. Um decently high speed I'm not gonna lie it's not what I thought it would have been you know like how we all have those freaking conceptions or those misconceptions rather of what the National Guard's gonna be like um it's actually pretty freaking cool you know everyone's pretty chill uh they talk to you like a normal person uh you can actually have a suggestion and people will listen to your suggestion and they won't so completely opposite of 167 oh dude completely opposite of active duty in general man freaking they're not gonna treat you like shit so it's pretty cool man uh and the the, techno- the technology the equipment that we have, it's actually pretty freaking cool too. It's not some of that old shit that people think the National Guard has. It's still, it's pretty, it's pretty new. What people don't realize, though, I think, is that uh, the Guard has the advantage of being state funded versus federal funded. Yes, that's so true. So they get a, a they get a big chunk of the state's budget goes to the National Guard. So the National Guard had ACUs before active duty did. Yeah. The National Guard had dress blues before the active duty army did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the the big my biggest thing about when I was in the Guard was there was a bunch of fucking fat bodies. <laughs> Just useless fucking fat bodies. Um, and guys that had been in the National Guard for 20 years and that were still fucking PFCs. That, that hasn't changed. That's there's still some fat bodies in there, but but for the most part, but um, they're actually doing away from that, and they're gonna start holding soldiers to standard and everything, which is pretty cool. That's what my unit does. We don't actually pencil whip PT tests, you know. Uh, we we do everything the standard, which is pretty freaking cool, you know. Like I said, not what I thought it was gonna be. Not a, I'm pretty sure a lot of anyone listening to this, it's same thing, you know, same thought process. Um, you get some people who obviously do suck at PT and they do get kicked out. Uh, you do counsel soldiers for disrespect that they do that crap. It's just, you know, it's a little bit more relaxed, more chill. Everyone just talks to you on a normal human level rather than hiding behind their rank and behind the army and be like, no, you do this, you do that. And they're like, hey, what, do you have a suggestion? I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the the best people that I ever met was a he was a staff sergeant at the time, made sergeant first class before we deployed. He was sergeant first class Trimble, I think he's a first sergeant now. Um, he was a huge mentor, and he put up with my retarded shit while we were in Iraq. And uh, you meet some really really good NCOs, some really good officers. Lieutenant Fincato, who's a captain or a major by now, Major Fincato, I think. Um, was my first company commander in the Maryland National Guard. He was a shit. I mean, the day I got there, my cousin dropped me off. I was staying with her and her husband didn't want me there anymore. So they dropped me off in my at the armory. And my company commander was like, okay, you don't have any money. So let's go to Walmart. He bought me about $100 worth of food. I was only 19 at the time. Bought me two cases of beer. That's bought me a bunch of cigarettes. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, so you, you meet really good people in the Guard because... It's not the same political bullshit as active duty. It's not. It's really not. I mean, you know, we have got <clears throat> millions and millions of hours of stories about goddamn just Fort Carson and just the idiots that we deployed with. <laughs> um, from, well, I'm not going to say any names because I don't know who listens and who doesn't listen, but, you know, certain uh, motor sergeants that took over for the tall white guy. Yeah. Um, to certain <laughs> E6 auto sergeants who swore to God they were the shit but couldn't be an NCO to save their own goddamn lives. Um, to fucking... I will call this motherfucker out by name. Fucking Palmer. Oh, that fucking guy. the goddamn Australian duckaroo. The pear-shaped man. I hate that motherfucker. Hey, uh, hey Pharrell, uh, doesn't a feed throat... Doesn't it, uh, it it ensures that the, the empty spent shell casings <laughs> of the 50 cal go out correct? Dude, uh, I remember one time we uh, we had to, somebody in the in the class one yard, we're in Afghanistan by the way, somebody in the class one yard had, had uh, popped one of them freaking, and you know how the water, the water's around pallets and they had that plastic wrap around it? Well, someone had popped that freaking plastic wrap so it just came off and there's just water all over the freaking ground. And me... Him and there was somebody else out there. We were, we were actually putting the water in those multi-pack boxes. And, oh, those uh, fucking things. And so there's only three of us. Keep that in mind. And there was a shit ton of water. So we're trying to, to you know, we're tossing it to each other to cover that ground, right? You know, that since we don't have a lot of people that to form a chain. So we're tossing the water to each other. And somebody was tossing it to me and I was tossing it to him. And uh, I forgot who that third person was. So anyways, his job was to catch it, put it in the multi-pack box. Catch it, put it in the multi-pack box. Pretty freaking simple. But this dude around the third or fourth one, right, he stops catching him, and I'm pretty much just throwing him to him now because I'm trying to hurt the guy. You know, I didn't like him. So, uh, he, and I'm like, Palmer, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, you got to pick him. You got to catch him. Put him in the fucking multi-pack box. And he's like, I can't because my fingertips are hurting. Like, dude, fucking just man up, dude. Like, fuck your fingertips. Just put the fucking water in the damn multi-pack box. I'm not throwing him directly at your fingertips. I'm, how, how Was you catch this him? on one of the like guard duty details or whatever that they had us doing? Y- yes. It was, yeah. he, he was on, he was on that duty and they, he, he and somebody else were some, were, they were doing something around the class one yard and they just decided, or we had to pick up the water bottles and I was around that area. So I kind of helped him out a little bit. And, uh, dude, that dude was such a little bitch. God. Yeah. I hated Palmer. The la- the day I was taking my PT <laughs> test to get promoted to Sergeant, <laughs> He came up to me because um, they were getting ready to ship him out. And he was like, I just, you know, I just wanted to say bye and da 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 I said, Palmer, fuck you. You made my life a living hell. And all I did was try to help you. So, fuck you and goodbye. And that deployment after that got nothing but easier. Now, 
I know there are going to be some of you people who are listening, if you're listening at all, if anybody's listening. Oh, don't pick on this guy. That's so mean. No, you don't understand. This the guy. Hours. This guy. And hours of frustration that came with Justin Palmer. And you know what? I should have known. So on the pre-deployment, I rode over to the gym with him and his wife. And <laughs> I, Nichols, Sergeant Nichols had me going through his bag just to make sure. And I see this fucking 12-pound bag of fucking AA batteries. Just Why? N- Why? Nobody knows. And his own personal coffee maker. He was taking that with him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Took it with him. So we get out there, and first Sergeant Billingsley, uh, Sergeant Major Billingsley, rest in peace, um, inspected his bag. And he took these this big-ass, you know, that guy was a former drill sergeant, didn't give a shit about anybody's feelings. Yeah. Took this big-ass goddamn bag out of Palmer's bag and threw it <laughs> to where that little shop at was at. I remember that with that, that little Ivy Troop yeah. store. I remember that one. And uh, Palmer was like, first one, you can't. And I was like, Palmer, shut up. Don't tell him what he can and can't do. Shut up, Palmer. <laughs> and even his wife was like, Justin, shut up. Like, what are you doing right now? And then it, it once we got into, what was it, Kyrgyzstan we landed into? Uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, yeah. Um, and then they were doing the, the bag inspection to make sure your gear was right. Because you're getting ready to go in country. These motherfuckers, man. So we pull out his... It was me, Brooks, Hines, Palmer, and Bayou. Bayou. Uh, Bayou. So we were we we're all there. <sighs> Fucking Palmer. So they, we dump out his bag. And his IOTV is in pieces. <laughs> and Lieutenant Rody is like, Palmer... What the... F- Palmer, why is your IOTV not ready? Like, you have to have this shit ready to get out and go. Yep. And Palmer was like, well, sir, it was in the, It just wasn't as easy to pack. <laughs> and Lieutenant Rodney was like... He was like, Pharrell, because I was his specialist at the time. Pharrell, square him the fuck away. And Brooks looked at me, and I was like, hey, brother, you're with me. Y- yeah, we're both on it. I fucking hated that. I mean, it was a miserable... The whole time he was there was miserable. Once he left, life was fucking grand. Fucking yeah. grand. In the armament shop especially. I'm, just, I'm glad he wasn't in my section. Uh, do, do you remember... We were taking the PT test in Afghanistan. Uh, you, this was brought up with the fingertip his, thing. His famous feet? Yes, his yeah. feet. And he just grabs his toes and he's like, oh, my toes are hurting and my feet are hurting. I don't know what to do. I'm, 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 I was grading him. I had I had the pleasure of grading <laughs> that guy. Uh, and he's, when he starts, you know, crying about his toes and his feet, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck do you do about this? This is this is embarrassing, you know. Just you only it was, And he was doing push-ups. And he actually had... He, he had done the minimum already for his push-ups. He, he was already done. But I guess because his feet were hurting, he couldn't do the freaking sit-ups anymore, so he just failed. Mm, Palmer doing the minimum. What mm. a surprise. Yeah, I know, right? That fucking guy. But, and then you, you know, you had guys like Hines and Shepard who made it worth it. Like, <laughs> Shepard and Hines were... Do you remember when Hines and I got in that fight right before I got promoted? <laughs> yes. Over a PlayStation 3 game? <laughs> yeah. 
it, the stupidest fucking thing in the world. There was no re- like I put his game down a little bit too hard, and he freaked the fuck out on me. Yes, and he ended up swinging on me and pu- almost punching me in the face, and I threw his generator at him and all this bullshit like for no goddamn. And then two days later, sort of reset us down, and we we're like, yeah, we're already good. We've already smoked cigarettes and talked. We're fine. Like it's fucking retarded. Uh, dude, there. I remember uh, one time. You remember Sergeant Carlos, Staff Sergeant Carlos? Yep. So this was before he had actually left Afghanistan. So he was on a night shift or whatever, and a generator. Something. There was an issue with a generator. So I was I was taking care of all the generators at night and stuff to get the soldiers. To I better rest. have a generator on my generator oh my God, when dude. I wake up. Anyways, go ahead. Oh my God, I will never forget that. Just scare the shit out of me. Anyways, um, so, uh, you know, I'm I, I fixed the generator and I head to the uh, to the CP and I'm talking to Sergeant Carlos or whatever and he calls me over and goes, hey, check out this monitor real quick. So uh, I'm looking at the monitor, and he goes, hey, look in a little bit, you're gonna see a cigarette butt come flying out of that tower. Cause it's pointed. He's he's looking at one of the guard towers, right? So and sure enough, dude, like maybe a couple of minutes later, you see a freaking cigarette butt. And he goes, hey, don't don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere, cause I guarantee you, you're gonna see another one in a few more minutes. So. Sure enough, another cigarette butt comes flying out of that tower. So he goes, what do you think I should do? I was like, you know what if I would do if I was you, Sergeant Carlos? I'd have whoever the hell that is pick up every cigarette freaking butt around that guard tower and every other guard tower just because, you know, they shouldn't be doing that. You know, put the cigarette butts in your pocket. So, uh, you know. Uh, that would either be Specialist Barker or Specialist Hines. Uh, hang on, hang on. So, a few months go by, right? And we're already at Dash 2 and we're doing all our missions or whatever. And one day, we're on a mission and Heinz is my gunner. And I I think... I want to say... I think I had Schneider as my driver. I don't really remember. But... uh, (laughs) Bubbles from the trailer park boys. So, uh... So, we're driving. And... You know, Heinz is telling me the story, and then he's like, "Yeah, Sergeant Carlos, I couldn't stand that guy. He fucking made me pick up all the cigarette butts from every fucking where, right?" And and I hear that shit, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like Heinz, I'm sorry, dude. And he's like, "He's like, why?" Because that was kind of my idea. I, I told Sergeant Carlos to do that. I didn't realize that was you in the freaking t- the tower that night. <laughs> so I told him I would make the person pick up all the cigarette butts. So uh, so I guess Heinz, if you're listening to this. I, I never forgot about that, and I still am sorry about having him make you pick up all those cigarette butts. I'm not. Heinz, you deserved it. <laughs> Even though I used to flick cigarette butts at the tower all the time. Oh, my God. I never got in trouble for it. Well, because I, I was the one that was watching this time, so I got so I got Heinz. But I didn't know. No, I did get you with those toolboxes, though. Remember that when I had set those toolboxes out, and you were ground guiding, and you Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the worst ground guide in the history of ground guides. <laughs> and it's not like they were, like, in the fucking corner. And they were right no, in the middle. They were in the middle. And, like, I'm so surprised they didn't charge me for that shit. Dude, I'll tell me about it. And I, I, when, I, when I saw you when I saw you ground guiding those, that there was a fueler, I think it was LHS. I can't remember if it was a fueler or just a regular LHS. No, it was just a regular LHS because Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Clark was right. Yeah, Sergeant well, that's Keegan. right. Keegan. Sergeant Keegan. Sergeant Keegan. Clark Keegan. Yeah. And when I when I saw those freaking I'm not being racist. That's the sound that this dude made when he sneezed. Dude, when I when I saw that vehicle run over those freaking toolboxes, I, I I was like, wow, it's I've never seen him get that flat before. That was pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie that that, that I've never seen those big freaking black general mechanics toolkits get flat like that. But you did it. I'm gonna say you did it. Good job. Again, I will I will go on record as saying that I am the worst 
ground guide in the history of ground guides. I hate doing that shit because I get my the way my my mind doesn't work like typical people's works. So I'll be ground guiding here and thinking I'm telling them going to it just doesn't work. <laughs> Do you remember? I can't remember the name of that fucking cop, but we were coming out and I just was so frustrated. I just started putting my hands on my fucking head and freaking the fuck out. I was ground guiding and Barker was like, "Sorry, friend, I got it." I don't think I was there. Yeah, you were. I was. You, you were a TC on that mission. I was ground guiding Cordero. I don't remember. And I just, I, it was a long night. I had shit going on. I had uh, a <laughs> deadline to meet for the battalion. We had to do gauging and shit like that. And I just got fucking <laughs> frustrated. And I, uh, or Barker was like, sorry for it. I got it. It's no big deal. And then they made fun of me f- for that for like two months. Because I can't ground guide. I won't fucking lie. I can't ground guide. It's fine. It's fucking fine. I remember uh, when that MRAP, almost, I, right outside Cop Millet, had almost gone over and Hines was the gunner in that one too. It was Hines. Was, was that Charlie Company? I don't remember. I want to say it was Bravo. No, Maybe. I want to say it was Bravo, I think. Millet. And, uh, or Millet, whichever kind. Of, I know we used to call Miller, little bitch ass Millet. Uh, so Millet or Millet or whatever the hell is pronounced. I remember that one. And Hines was the gunner for that one. It was Hines and I want to say Doc Schneider. And Sergeant Forbes, I can't remember who was driving. Gary. <laughs> I can't remember who was driving, but uh, that thing almost went over. And then me, Calazo, Puto, and uh, my gunner at the time. I want to say it was who the who the fuck was my driver? Calazo was my gunner. Calazo. Walker Walker was with me. Okay. So Walker was driving that day. And uh, we had to freaking pull up our MRAP right behind that thing and freaking use our toe straps to keep it from going over. And, and fucking Puto came to the rescue right there. And he actually did a pretty damn good job of hooking up the other MRAP so that way we could actually get it, keep it from falling over, rather. Goddamn Colazzo, five foot two, 860 pounds of just brick shit house. Yeah, no shit. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. But then you had... I mean, you had really, we had really good soldiers there too. You know, you had uh, Moyne and Snell who, they had some lazy in them, but <laughs> they also worked for that particular staff sergeant that everybody hated. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then... Uh, Johnson. Uh, Johnson. That fucking kid. Because I remember he had him grinding down some drill bits or something <laughs> because I think he messed up some drill bits because he had ordered the, this is before we deployed by the way, because he had ordered the wrong part for LHS and the PLS part came in it was the rear end part you, 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 you wouldn't know anything about that because no. y'all had the other office fuck yeah we did we had our own private shit and the only people we talked to was Sergeant Rob and the chief yeah you're welcome by the way because I gave you that office and then I got kicked out of my office after we got y'all that one remember that shit and we got put up there with the freaking well the only reason we really got that office we all needed it is because we had to schedule gauging we had to have shit come in and get worked on which I don't remember ever really working on weapons in that office like I would go to work and yeah, just be there and be like, la da 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 da. Let's go to the shop at. Hey, Sir Rob, we're gonna <laughs> go gauging. Uh, hey, Chief, we're gonna go gauging. Oh, we gotta run to two o fourth. By the way, he's doing air quotes with that shit. My air quotes. Um, we didn't do a whole lot of work in garrison. When we got to goddamn country, though. No oh, god, yeah. Armament was busy as fuck. Now, granted, me. And Hines and Shepard were the only two, only three doing work. 
Because fucking Reese, <laughs> they sent him to fucking CAF for half the deployment. Yeah. And Nichols, you couldn't find that motherfucker. He was sleeping half the goddamn time. Dude, that's the hero of Ramadi right there. The hero of Ramadi. The, the only man in Iraq with a confirmed kill with a throwing knife. Don't forget that shit. And saved the SAR Major's life with two shots <laughs> from a Barrett 50 cal. <laughs> Can't forget about his black ops. Oh, so, my God. For those of you who are listening and, and have no kind of military experience, everybody in the military tells stories. We all want to make our dick seem bigger. And we all want to have more medals than we actually have, right? But there are some people. Fuck it, I'll call him out my name, too. Sergeant Zachary Nichols. Who... Should write fiction novels. Dude, it, it was great fiction stories. Like, so he, he was to the point where Stolen Valor would say he was Stolen Valor. That's basically it's, what it was. It's to the point. This dude said he had a private snowboard session with Sean White in Colorado <laughs> Springs. <laughs> and it was the summer. So <sighs> explain to me how this happens, right? Colorado Springs would have snow on the ground until April. But in May, in June, and July... It was hot as balls in Colorado Springs. So you're going to random parts of a mountain and snowboarding with Sean White in the Dude, summer? It can happen. If you, if, you, if you try really hard, it can happen, you know? I mean, <laughs> he killed somebody with throwing knives. He was selected on multiple black ops missions in Ramadi. Oh, God. Um, but then... But then, when we get to traffic circles in Afghanistan, he freaks the fuck out. I, I, I remember that. I remember that. We gotta get out of this traffic circle now. Get out of here now. Like, wow, the hero of Armani can't handle the traffic circle. We need to get out of here now. <laughs> like, you're so nervous. That guy was a scumbag. And he tried... He tried to take credit for everything that the junior enlisted did. And it pissed everybody <laughs> off. So, for those of you who want to hear a story about this guy, just so that you guys are kind of on the same level, understand, uh, I'll give you the story about his only confirmed kill with a throwing knife. So, he was telling me that uh, one day, uh, he and his commander, they were in some kind of firefight. It was always him and some high-ranking individual. So, it's either like a sergeant major or fucking some kind of high-ass-ranking warrant officer or just somebody high-ranking in general. So, they were in a firefight. And, uh, you know, they had killed everybody, I guess. You know, him and his fucking commander, they had just killed everybody. And, you know, he's going around, he pulls out his knife, and he's stabbing the bodies just to make sure they're freaking, just to make sure they're dead. And, uh, well then, you know, like, his commander just happens to turn around, and he says, like, hey, stop stabbing bodies. So he's like, alright. So rather than put his fucking knife away, what does he do? He decides to throw that shit away, I guess. So he throws it, and as he throws it, there's some fucking Iraqi coming around the corner, and gets the guy in the chest, kills him. Once again, only guy in the Iraq with, with a fucking confirmed kill with a throwing knife. That's the kind of stories he would tell. Yep. And that was my NCOIC for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad he was yours. Yeah, well, initially when I got to Fort Carson, the armament section didn't exist. I know. There was Young. And, that and was he was in it. the GSE section. Yeah. And then I got there, and I was actually an armament tech. I wasn't a tank guy. I wasn't a missile guy. You guys fell under us for a little bit until we got you that. It was it was you, Young, and uh, Shepard, uh, and Nichols, and then we had to get you out of that office because yeah. there's too many people in that well, small ass office. Nichols got there when we went to West Point, 
And when he came, oh, that's right. he was only a specialist. Yep. Um, and then <laughs> we got back from West Point, and three months later, he was pinning on five stripes. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, this guy is a scum bag <laughs> and he's pinning on five stripes mm. I'm going to tell you how scumbag this guy was right so we go down to um, JRTC what the fuck is the name of that base uh, Fort Polk Fort Polk Louisiana train up for Afghanistan so our platoon Sergeant Sergeant Reyes didn't go for some ungodly reason he was sick or had to have surgery or something didn't go um so, Sergeant First Class Akala, who everybody either liked or hated, depending on the day, was our platoon sergeant down there. So, the uh, platoon sergeant calls in NCO meeting. Everybody shows up. Sergeant Gaines, Sergeant Perez, Sergeant Harden, Sergeant Fonse, Sergeant Cordero. Everybody showed up, except my two NCOs. <laughs> Sarnakala. <laughs> I remember that. Sarnakala said, Armament, where are your NCOs at? I said, I have no idea, Sarn, but I have my notebook. I can take notes. All right, come here, Pharrell. So we sit down there. We go through the NCO meeting and take notes. I ask Sarnakala questions. I get everything clarified. And he was like, hey, Pharrell, you're going to be on first shift tonight. Uh, but what I want you to do now is go find <laughs> go find Sarn Nichols or Sarn Nicks and tell them they're both taking your first shift and you don't have guard tonight. <laughs> works for me Soren let me go find him so I put my notebook down and I pulled Soren Nichols in and um, I said hey Soren uh, Soren Akala was just doing an NCO meeting and fuck I missed it what happened I said well Nick's wasn't there Soren Nick's wasn't there either who sat in the meeting I said I did I took notes I have notes I'll brief you in a minute but Soren Akala wants to talk to you so we ran inside and Soren Akala locked his bitch ass up and told him why the fuck are your soldiers taking notes Fucking Pharrell's an E4, has his notebook ready, has his pen ready, and is taking notes for you, and you're not doing your fucking job. Well, Sergeant Nichols, oh, I'm on, I was on the phone with my wife, I was doing this, doing that. Sergeant Nichols like, motherfucker, all of us have wives. But I told you guys a chow, this was coming down. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you either can't listen, or don't give a shit about what I tell you. Enough to to pay attention to what I'm saying to you. He was like, all right, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to find Nick's. You and Nick's are going to take the first three shifts of guard duty. He was like, that's a 24-hour shift. And he was like, yeah, it is. And then tomorrow night, you're going to go on gate guard. Rotation like everybody else. Fucking, <laughs> that's the kind of NCO this guy was. I was, con- I mean, we had a... Um, when Scott wrecked his 249 mm. I can't remember what that statement is called a flipple no it's not the flipple it's the one you do as a maintenance tech um, oh shit to code something out yeah it was a code out paperwork essentially um, just saying that this dude ran over his 249 and didn't yeah. tell anybody about it and Sergeant Nichols was supposed to do it Chief couldn't find Sergeant Nichols. Apparently, he got on a convoy that he didn't tell the chief or Sergeant Rob about <laughs> with distro that were going to calf. <laughs> and uh, 
Chief was like, Sergeant Pharrell, or Pharrell, do you know how to do this? I said, no, Chief, but I'll do it. I'll figure it out. He's like, all right, come to my office, sit down next to me, and I'll show you how to do it. And we got it done. Um, one of the things that, that's one of the things that got me promoted, because my PT score when I took that PT test, I think was maybe a, a 201 or a 202 or something like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. great. And I barely passed the rifle quals at that point. But um, for Sergeant Billingsley was like, what really got you promoted was the fact that if Nichols and Nicks were gone, or Nichols and Reese were gone, you were running the shot. If we had answer, if we had questions, you'd either answer them or figure out the answer to them and come tell us. That's what got you promoted, not your fucking miserable PT score, not your miserable rifle call. <laughs> it, it got you did your job better than anybody else. Uh, so that's the kind of NCOs that I had. Aside from, I mean, I knew if I needed mentoring, I could talk to Sergeant Perez or Sergeant Fongse or. Sergeant Harden if nobody else was around um, and I'd be fine but for the most part my direct NCOs were fucking shitty people yes yes they were shitty people <laughs> but one of them was the hero over muddy so you had yeah. you know you I mean Great if stories. You, if you listen to his claim I mean he did more shit in Ramadi than Chris Kyle did than anyone ever did yeah shit that dude was a fucking badass like uh, whatever I guess yeah some of the shit that he said just made me like I how am I supposed to respect you as an NCO <laughs> like if you're telling other NCOs shit like that that's one thing NCO swap stories it's fine everybody has a dick measuring contest at some point it's fine that's what men do yeah when you're surrounded by <clears throat> never mind I'm gonna not make that statement but by other men no, I was going to say when you're surrounded by other women who aren't worth competing for their attention. Uh, but for the most part, man, Afghanistan was great. I had a ball over that year. Um, a lot of green beans, a lot of Popeyes. I never had that much of that. I remember that. I mean, we had to do the generators everywhere else. Yeah, so. see, you were doing generators. I just did weapons oh, packs. Yeah. But what people don't realize is, like, you and I were talking about this earlier today. You ain't got to be infantry to go outside the wire. That's very true. I went very outside. True. My NCOER, when I left, had me accounted for over 200 missions in Afghanistan. Yeah. So if I did 200 missions, you had to have done 250, 300 missions. Easy. Something I like guess. that. I mean, something. I was always a gunner because I knew how to put shit into operation and I knew what the, the fucking basis of the gun were. That and all the NCOs that I gunned for were like, hey, look. We know you have experience with this shit. If something goes down, take it off the crow system, get your ass up there, and go. So I always had that confidence with everybody that I rode with. Um, I can't drive a Humvee to save my fucking life. (laughs) And again, I will admit I'm a shit ground guide. (laughs) But I can gun. I can gun all day. I fucking hate it, dude. I hate it. They had me TCing trucks when I was an E4. What the? F- I didn't fucking want to do that shit. And then I'd be in the truck trying to fucking sneak and be like, "No, you can't. You're the TC. <laughs> you can't. You're the TC." <laughs> fuck, man. Fuck. But then you know, coming back home was the better part of all of that shit because we got to we got to go back to Kyrgyzstan. Two beers and uh, two beers. That's where and I discovered. Hour period. That's where I discovered Stella Artois. Uh. 
I fucking love Stella. Okay, I don't like the way it tastes. Something about it. Oh. You also like Mexican piss water, so... This is true. Mexican piss water is great. <laughs> so, there's no accounting for taste uh, <laughs> as far as beer. Um, coming back home was great. You know, we got we got fucked a little bit in the first sergeant department when we got back. First sergeant Billingsley left. Oh, that's right, yeah. But first sergeant Jackson. But remember, we had also uh, Captain... Uh, Captain Hill had t- had left before in the middle started. of deployment. Yeah, we got Captain White. Yeah. I think his name was that guy. That was guy was just fucking scumbag. He, he, I didn't. Really, he didn't really do much. He didn't talk much. He was he, just Captain there. Hill was, was a great the guy commander. that, for an officer, you could talk to. You still had respect for him because because of his rank. But he was young, and he was cool, and he liked cool music, and he was a good leader. He, actually. he, he was, was a close. really good leader. All the NCOs had respect for him, which is rare. I, th- I think our Lieutenant Borda, uh, First Sergeant Billingsley, and Captain Hill were like a great command team. A badass command team. Yeah. Probably one of the best I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, Lieutenant Borda, because he was prior enlisted. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Captain Hill was too. Was he? I th- I want to say, I remember I spoke to him one time, and he said he was he was an E4 before he wanted to go officer. Huh. That, I, that makes sense, the way he led. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, First Sergeant Billingsley was, you know, when he died, dude, Snell and I sat on the phone. Shout out to Joel Snell. About to have a kid the same time as me. Um, he and I sat on the phone for two hours and yeah. got drunk and cried and fucking... Like, you know, I figured first on Billingsy when when I heard the news, it would affect me. Yeah. Dude, for two days, I was fucking ripped apart, bro. Like, I cried for days. I considered him a mentor, man. Like, he was such a good leader. Like, I couldn't tell you our Sergeant Major's name. I remember... What was his name? I can't tell you. That's what a good first Sergeant does. He keeps the Sergeant Major away from the lower enlisted. I don't remember his name. Yeah. I barely remember the battalion commander's name. I don't remember his name either. First Sergeant Billingsley... Sergeant Major Billingsley was a leader that, you know, the, the leader that you probably didn't deserve, <laughs> especially fucking, we're, we're the Furians. We definitely yeah. didn't deserve that shit, but he made his seniors better. Who was the first sergeant before him? It was that, uh, that First Sergeant Norman. Norman. That's right, yeah. That fucking scumbag. Norman. Didn't really see the guy much. I saw him huh. twice. Norman. I remember he said something about the HIV. The, only, the high five. He's called the high five. Yeah. The only reason that I saw him twice was because of that you remember that mandatory FRG meeting they met us go to. Yes. Yes, I do. Fucking first <laughs> yes. Norman. I hate that motherfucker for that shit. And then he was gone in two. Like he got the first arm job and was gone in like three months. Ah, yeah, I don't know if he retired. No, he uh, he wanted to deploy with his wife. His wife was deploying to chief. Chief Norman, his wife was a warrant officer. Uh, well, cheers to you, motherfucker, you lazy bastard. <laughs> he, um, I mean, he wasn't horrible. I've had worse first horns. Shout out to first horn Curly, you scumbag twat. Um, uh, I've had worse first horns, but when you compare anybody to first horn Billingsley, yeah. They all fall short. I had one more who was like him too. He was a first sergeant Bogus. He was out of uh, 
I don't and Port Leonard Wood. That dude, holy shit, that dude could hold a fucking standard. I'm telling you, he was he was he was very firm and fair and he didn't like freaking play favorites at all and the dude he was he was fucking I think he was on top too. You know, like one of the one of the top leaders I ever had too. I think that's what made first Soren Billingsley so good, man. Is firm and fair. He was just fair. Yeah. And if he if he saw leaders not helping their troops or, or you know, making their troops miserable, he was in that ass. Mm-hmm. Like, no platoon sergeants got away with anything. <clears throat> you remember when... I was so glad, dude, when we got out. Sergeant Evans from Alpha Company. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Evans, great dude. Sergeant Evans and First Sergeant were like the two best NCOs. I liked Sergeant Reyes, but he wasn't that great of an NCO. Didn't he come from Delta Company? Was it Delta? I, I thought it was, it was Alpha Company. Delta. Um... Delta Company doesn't count. They barely had a fucking deployment. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm not Delta. Not Delta. Uh, Charlie. I think it was, I want to say I want to say he was with a. Was it Charlie Company? Because like Delta, they I forgot they went somewhere else. But and, uh, the, and and they were home in like four months. But uh, I want to say it was Charlie. It was one. I forgot. I don't remember what company it was. To be honest with you, now I'm just fucking talking. I thought it was Alpha Company, but maybe maybe it was Charlie Company. Um, Sarn Evans. I liked Sarn Reyes. I liked Sarn Akala, but my three favorite NCOs. That whole deployment. Sergeant First Class Robinson. Yes. <laughs> Sergeant First Class Evans. And First Sergeant Billingsley. Yes. Sergeant Evans. Great dude. He just was a guy that, if you were good, he wasn't going to be your buddy. He wasn't going to be your best friend. But he would treat you with respect. Mm. And he would bullshit around with you and he would joke and he would he'd smoke and joke with you. And that, that was fine, but he wasn't going to be your buddy. Um, Sergeant Rob. What nobody's buddy couldn't give a shit about your feelings <laughs> for shit. I mean, Joe Robinson, you better have generator on my generator by the time I wake up, Perez. You're gonna have a bad day. You're gonna shit. have a bad day with some first class Robinson. You don't want to have a bad day with some first class Robinson, big old country boy from I think it was from Georgia, um, somewhere out there. Yeah, big dude. He also taught me the phrase or the the abbreviation E. Dot A dot D, <laughs> and we were like, "Son Rob, what does that mean?" And he was like, "He was like, walk up to him and tell him that, and they'll they'll understand that you just told him to eat a dick." And I was like, "Wow, eat a dick, eat a dick, huh?" But he, you know, again, same. He when he wanted something done, he was gonna make sure you knew he wanted something done, and he was gonna get it done. But if you were on your shit, Son Rob is another reason, big reason that I was promoted to five. Because we had to have at least one semi decent NCO on that goddamn shop. <laughs> um, and first on, like I can't talk, I can't talk enough good shit about first on. So we are sitting at thirty eight minutes and thirty seconds already. No shit. Um, I'm going to call this interview for the day. This will be part one. Fucking AJ is in San Antonio. Whoop, whoop. So it's not like he won't be over here recording again. This will be the first AJ Perez, the phenomenal AJ Perez whoop. interview. Um, so for this week, that's been Outside the Wire. Again, you can follow Outside the Wire on the OTW podcast, Outside the Wire podcast at gmail.com. Um, I am up on Stitcher now. Um, soon I will be up on iTunes and we will see you next week. Uh
up and do open like this heat is through the winter Can't forget about those days just through that stage we came to figure If we make it through the hunger we'll be straight once we get dinner Who deserves with these words until they bring a plate and menu like sir Can I take your order? I might have some water and some real estate in Florida This life a chess game that ain't come with no tutorial Flying in a raven but you know I'm from them Orioles Old head told me son just hang on to your morals So I'm a role model for my son and an example for my daughter Speak that real rap, fake that funk, I'm not compatible I came up out that womb instinctively became an animal Start to film it. The more I open up, the more y'all people start to feel me. The more liquor in my cup, the more I start to feel it. Usually I'm humble, but tonight I must conceal it. Surrounded by kings, we all dignitaries. Living in a moment, hand and see, at least I worries. If we lacking anything, I swear we make it up with courage. Uh, day one, I had a dream. Day two, I met my team. Day three, I started grinding, cause success I couldn't see. Cold world with all that pressure, but these diamonds will release until then. I'm grinding, shit, but tonight you gon' catch this nigga wildin' Hard work don't pay off, they lie since I clocked in I ain't took a day off my job like tick, tick, tock, tick, tock Really need this money so my hustle can't stop Whoever said hard work don't pay off But I be grinding like I'm grinding, getting laid off And I'm like tick, tock, tick, tock I really need this money so my hustle can't stop